Stampede. Garner isn't number 94. Recorded 418 2021. story about Minnie the Moocher She was a red hot hoochie coocher She was the roughest, toughest frail But Minnie had a heart as big as a whale A hide, a hide, a hide, a hide him, though he was talking. He took her down to Chinatown, and he showed her how to kick the gong around. I had to hide, I had to hide, 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 About the king of Sweden He gave her things That she was needing He gave her a home Built of coal and steel A diamond car With the platinum wheels He gave her his townhouse and his racing horses Each meal she ate was a dozen courses She had a million dollars worth of nickels and dimes She sat around and counted them all a million times Hide, 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 hide Hide, 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 When it's all said and done, there can never be any greater issue in this country than that between black people and white people. Bar none. Not immigration, not foreign wars, not our capitalist economy, not our technology, or even the taking of Native American lands. Nothing, and I mean nothing, will define what this country is more than the racial divide between African Americans and white European culture. 
I may be mistaken, but I believe Bob Dylan recently said slavery destroyed this country. I apologize if I misquoted Dylan about our historic past. But human bondage can exist in lots of different forms. And if you've been listening to me, you know how I believe the economic system of consumerism is nothing short of modern-day slavery. But there's something about the conflict between African-American culture and European culture that has existed for centuries in this country. Putting aside what slavery was in our historical past, there's lots to say how black culture has brought something to this country. And I don't like contradicting Dylan because he's an individual of deep artistic feelings and abilities. But African-American slavery in the South also brought something that white European culture doesn't have. And there can be a strong argument to be made that without slavery in the South to build an agricultural society, this country would never have had the benefit of what black culture is. And that's important. You see, human bondage for over hundreds of years was a stain on America. But without it, there would never have been black culture in this country. And whether you like it or not, there is a black culture. And it's not like white culture. And maybe that's what's at issue. White culture in America has always said to other cultures, be like us.
After the Civil War, black people have been living in a white culture, unlike what they had experienced daily as slaves. And it's pretty clear, white culture has not been willing to welcome black culture into it. At the fringes, blacks were permitted to work in white society, usually hired to fulfill a labor need. And it began with African-Americans fleeing the rural South. For over a hundred years after the Civil War, American white cities primarily made up of European immigrants were flooded with blacks seeking work, housing, and education. But white working class people moved out as blacks moved in, and there were lots of reasons for that. But one thing was clear to many black people. If you could act like what white culture demanded, you could get somewhere. You could get out of the ghetto if you didn't act like you were ghetto. In other words, like some African-American leaders would claim white people saying, black, get back, brown, stick around. You could scratch out a living shining the white man's shoes. White folks set the rules, and if you wanted to get anywhere, then you had better understand how to act like white people. So climbing out of the hole black people found themselves in meant you had to find what that thing was that made white people tick. And understanding what makes white people behave is a complex thing. White culture has a long history, and it usually likes saying it originated in ancient times with Greek civilization. So when it came time for black people getting up to speed with the way white people lived, it required jumping through a lot of hoops. Now, there are a lot of white people who would say black people don't have a culture. And the only way I can refute that is to say, if you have ever seen a contest between college or high school marching bands that perform during halftime for a football game, if you're black and you see an all-black marching band perform and then an all-white marching band and you're black sitting up in the stands of a stadium, you might say to yourself, white folks don't know nothing about rhythm. Well, 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 well
necessarily so that white folks don't have rhythm. In European cities, some beautiful opera houses can be found where classical music is performed, all of which explores the structure of music and rhythm, and it isn't based on black rhythm. Now, let's face the truth. Black people didn't invent the game of football. It originated with white people wanting to entertain themselves with a contact sport. It was created by Walter Camp, a white student at Yale University in 1892. And I'm pretty sure when white people figured out the popularity of football, they built stadiums to play it in not unlike what the Romans did to view various athletic events, like gladiators killing each other. Now, as far as I know, black people didn't invent basketball, baseball, or for that matter, any professional sport in America. Hopscotch, as defined by Wikipedia, may have been invented in Roman times, And when it comes to rope skipping, ancient Chinese paintings of children skipping rope have been discovered. Of course, the Olympic Games come from ancient Greece. So when it comes to black culture, historians would have to say black people never invented the games of sport. But that doesn't mean black people don't know how to play the white man's games. There's a whole black culture surrounding great black athletes, and there are even some people who say black people have physical qualities that make them better than white people when competing in sports. Then again, black culture isn't famous for writing something like the Magna Carta or related historical documents for the process of law. Unfortunately, black culture isn't strong in that regard, but it did produce a man like Martin Luther King, who fought for nonviolence and civil rights. No, black culture hasn't produced anything akin to the white culture of governance based on historical revolutions. White culture produced the founding of nations, like 
let's say, the founding of a country based on the principles of governance. Black culture hasn't produced that. And looking beyond America's borders, the only country run entirely by black people is Haiti with countries of Africa. But it's clear, in this country, black culture wants black power. And there's proof of that. point, black culture living in America has largely been to imitate what white culture is. But can black culture produce something that isn't white culturally based? Can black culture run America? Well, are there white Americans who would want black power to take over this country? The truth of the matter is, Initially, white America brought blacks from Africa to work for them. And it's a legitimate question to ask, do black people want white people to work for them? Or do black people just want a piece of the white man's prosperity, which they have been a small part of? 
if black Americans had their own land in America, like what Native Americans have, what would it be? That's not a pleasant idea. Because over 70 years ago, the Asian country of India divided into three parts, forming Pakistan and Bangladesh by the Muslim religion, leaving the rest of India a Hindu state. But separating is almost unthinkable today in America. In this country, there are white people who wish they could be black, and there are black people who wish they could be white. But then again, there are some black people who don't like white people for what they have done to them. And then there are some white people who don't like black people because they aren't like them. Are white people in their culture willing to allow black people to rule this country? Well, politically, black people in the U.S. House of Representatives in the Democratic Party control 52 seats, and that constitutes about a quarter of the Democratic seats in the U.S. House of Representatives. Today, Racial tension between white police officers and blacks has resulted in black people being killed, producing riots and looting. And personally, I don't believe looting a shoe store to get gym shoes is the way to be respectful of the death of an individual. If a black officer killed a white person in a white neighborhood, would white people rise up and loot an Apple store to get free stuff? No, there is a difference there. And it's illustrative of the difference between white culture and black culture. I don't think white police officers want to work in black neighborhoods, and maybe they shouldn't. There's a reason why America has the largest number of people incarcerated in the world. And one day, this country will come to realize something is wrong. Well, some people would say there's nothing wrong with America, that we're number one. And if you don't like the way it's being run, why don't you just pack up and get out? Consumerism has revisited some very ugly human behavior. It's opened the door to jealousy, greed, 
violence, corruption, and like the practice of slavery that existed in the past, it's produced a modern-day slavery. Perhaps the reason so many black people are in prison today is because white culture is telling black culture to behave like us. Black culture gains nothing by looting to justify the killing of a black person by a white police officer faced daily with the problems of working in a black culture, and not just for the disrespect and hostility that a white police officer may be subjected to. A white police officer wants respect, even if the things he's told to enforce comes from a system that is culturally different than what exists in the environment he's working in. But he's taught that the law is the law, and it's his job to enforce it. Crime within black communities exists, and white police officers are told to correct it. After all, America has been built by the values of a white culture. So, whether it's enforced in one place or another, it must be enforced. But then again, for a long time, America's system of consumerism hasn't brought contentment to this country. If you want respect for what you represent, then using force is something that shouldn't be considered. Comply or force will be applied won't make people comfortable. And you know what? At my age, I like being comfortable, especially with seeing beautiful things. And that's something I haven't seen for a long time. There are a lot of ugly people in this world. And arrogance is a human behavior. This week on Gardner Isn't, you first heard Cab Calloway's 1942 recording, Many the Moocher. Then you heard Duke Ellington and his orchestra on 1927 recording, East St. Louis, Toodaloo, followed by a George Gershwin composition from Porgy and Bess, 
1937 recording sung by Abel Renard. It ain't necessarily so. Then another Ellington recording, Caravan. And then Placido Domingo, a cut from his recording, Jealousies. And finally, Artie Shaw, Begin the Begin. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.